0: You are listening to Welcome to the Other Side, the podcast for parents navigating the turbulent waters of divorce and getting their footing in a new land. I'm your host, Meg Gluckman, certified coach and divorced mom of two kiddos, and I'm ready to share strategies for how you can move on from your divorce, how to co-parent without drama, and how to thrive in your post-divorce life. You are not alone on this journey. There's so much we can share together. Let's jump in. Hello, friends, and welcome back for a mindset mini. This is where I share with you a concept or a tool around mindset that you can apply to your co-parenting relationship right away. And I keep these short and sweet so that you can grab them and go. I want to talk about scheduling issues. I think this is a super common topic that whether we've been co-parenting for a short amount of time or whether we've been co-parenting for years, they can come up. We have our schedule. We have our routine around when kids go from one house to the other house and life happens. Things, Things come up that complicate what normally is a very routine schedule. And I had one of these things come up recently. I was juggling right around the same time as the transition time, after school activities that had changed, a coaching call that I needed to be on, and just a complication in the length of a drive between drop-offs. And I saw this coming up on my calendar and I could feel myself start to get a little nervous about it. In the past, when something like this came up that really necessitated that I reach out to my co-parent and negotiate a change to the transition time or negotiate, you know, a change in who picks up and who drops off, I used to be extremely stressed about my co-parents' response. I would think about how to articulate my request for the change in exactly the right manner. I felt like I needed to say things perfectly and that I had to perfectly explain things so that they would understand and the right solution would be found. I worried that my request for a change would be held against me or that there would be some sort of scorekeeping where me asking for help this time would require me to give up something later that was even more valuable to me and something that I couldn't even predict at this time. Making this request for a change or a modification would take up all my brain space. It would cloud my mind, it would drain my energy. It would take my focus away from work or my focus away from my kids when I was trying to spend quality time with them and give them my loving attention. It would really feel like I had blinders on, like this issue was all I could focus on. It's where my brain kept going back to. It's where I would wake up in the middle of the night and go to or have trouble falling asleep because my brain was so focused on it. All I could see was that there was this problem and it sucked. (laughs) I used to view it really as a capital P problem, something that was wrong or bad or hard and full of drama, like so much drama. My mind would spin out into all these hypothetical scenarios of how this could turn out, how my co-parent might respond, what the impact would be. And I don't do that anymore. That's what I want to share with you. I don't do that anymore. I now hold it so much more lightly because I've shifted from thinking about it as a problem to thinking about it as a puzzle. A puzzle that has a solution. When I think about this now, the image that comes to mind for me is in the 80s and 90s, I remember going out to dinner as a kid with my family and we'd go to these like family friendly restaurants. And so often there would be a puzzle on the table like something that was made of like metal and rope and you had to like disentangle it. Like you had to figure out how to get the pieces to come out of each other. (laughs) I don't know if this is making sense visually, Um, to come out of each other, right? Like separating two pieces. And you just sit there as you're waiting for your food to come and you would just keep maneuvering it and and try to get those pieces out. And that's how I now think of, When I have issues come up, like this scheduling puzzle, I think of it as a puzzle that has a solution that I might not have thought of yet, I haven't thought of yet, versus a problem that might not have a good solution. I was walking the other day with my son and he's eight And one thing he likes me to do for him now as we're doing walks is to do these mental math problems with him. And, you know, it's a long, it's like a long word problem that I give him that he has to do some mental calculation in his mind. He's adding and subtracting, he's multiplying, he's dividing, and it'll be a long, complicated, like seven series, seven step problem. And when he gets the answer, I'll ask him, like, how did you get there? And the way that he got there almost always is different than how I got there. And I just love that as an example of how there's multiple solutions to these, these puzzles, right? To these math puzzles that we're doing. There's more than one way to solve things. When it's a puzzle, I put a lot less weight on getting it right the first time. So I put a lot less weight, say, on the first text that I send to my co-parent about what's going on. Instead of hemming and hawing and trying to make sure I articulate everything exactly perfectly, I'm just more relaxed and I'll lay out for them what the facts are of the situation and propose something as a solution, but I'm open to other possibilities. I'm open to the final solution being something I haven't even thought of. I don't spend a lot of time worrying about this. I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. And that's the biggest difference to how I used to feel about these scheduling issues. I have a belief now that I will be able to handle it no matter what. And maybe that means something gets missed or someone is late to something. But I will be able to handle it because I've handled everything up to this point in my life. And you have too. You have literally handled every single issue and problem up to this point in your life or you wouldn't be here. You have figured it all out. And now when these scheduling issues come up, I just feel so much more spacious around it. So if you're feeling really focused on a problem with your co-parent, I invite you to step back from it and ask yourself, what if I saw this as a puzzle that might have multiple different solutions versus a problem. I hope shifting from thinking of something as a problem to thinking of something as a puzzle that you can solve will make things feel lighter and bring more creativity in for you. I am wishing you a whole lot more light and easy co-parenting from here on out. All right. Talk to you again soon. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you would like more support in your life during or after your divorce, I encourage you to hop over to my website and check out the resources that I have there. I have an awesome class called Fearless Co-Parenting that you can download. It's chock full of strategies and mindset work that you can apply to your co-parenting relationship today for things to start feeling easier. If you want to work with me live, you have two options. I have a bi-monthly co-parenting support group that you're welcome to join. Or if you're craving one-on-one personal support and are ready to make some big changes, then you can sign up for my private coaching program. Lots more information on both offerings at my website, meggluckman.com. So go check it out and see how things can get a little easier, a little more peaceful, and a little more fun. Bye for now!